Hello, this is the World Economic News by Coldwater Economics for Wednesday the 10th of June. The purpose of this bulletin is simple to state. I'm trying to keep you abreast of what's happening in unexpectedly positive or unexpectedly negative ways in the data from the world's major economies. Today was an unusually quiet day for data, with almost all of it in the US and Europe coming in roughly where expected. Only in Asia was there really significant news, with four surprises and three shocks. Cold Water's Global Shocks and Surprises Index is in positive territory now, as it has been for a few days, and inched up a little higher today. Starting in the US, May's CPI results were much as expected, falling 0.1% month-on-month, no comment. But there was a sizable disappointment in the Freight Transport Services Index, which fell 7.7% month-on-month, which was the worst since the 2009 recession, and down 10% year-on-year. The highlight, or low light if you like, was a 14% month-on-month in rail car loads, which was the steepest fall in the series history. But there were also significant declines in multiple modes, and uh, the feeling is that reflects weakness in manufacturing and construction sectors. In Asia, the surprises were all in pricing, where disinflationary forces remained in charge in May, according to China's CPI is up 2.4% year-on-year, and PPI down 3.7% year-on-year, and in Japan's PPI down 2.7% year-on-year, and in Japan's import prices down 17.6% year-on-year. In every case, what's depressing prices is very specific. It's the fall in oil prices seen in April and May that's pushing indexes down, both directly for fuels, but also for downstream chemical products. Now, for most economies, the fall in oil prices is an unmixed blessing, the equivalent of a tax cut for consumers and producers alike. But we've seen the best of it for now. When coronavirus really got a grip on the world economy in April, Brent crude prices fell to an average of $27 a barrel, which was down 62.3% year on year. But by now, it's rallied to 40 dollars a barrel and is down only 36.2% year-on-year. But more is to come because the peak of oil prices last year came in April and May and by June 2019 they had already started falling again noticeably. So the disinflation we see showing up around the world in CPI and PPI indexes is going to evaporate in the second half of this year even even if oil markets merely mark time. Probably the most interesting Asian news was in South Korea, where May's unemployment rate rose 0.7 percentage points to 4.5%, which was the highest since January 2010. That sounds like bad news, but in fact what's really happening is that the numbers are reacting to Koreans getting back into the workforce as coronavirus retreats. The unemployment rate is up, but the inactivity rate is falling sharply. So whilst unemployment rose by 106,000 in May, employment rose 368,000 and the labour force rose by 476,000 as those counted inactive fell 443,000. Labour market participation rate 
rose a full percentage point to 63%. The message is this, the rise in the headline unemployment rate actually masks a noticeably positive improvement in the dynamics of South Korea's labour markets. In Europe, there's little to report directly except a 21.9% month-on-month fall in France's April industrial production, which was much as expected. However, yesterday, Eurostat provided the detailed breakdown of the Eurozone's 0.2% quarter-on-quarter fall in first quarter GDP, and those details allow us to calculate what's happening to profits, using the Kalecki insight that changes in profits must sum the changes in savings flows from the rest of the economy. These calculations tell us that 12-month profits fell 12.7% quarter-on-quarter and fell 9.1% year-on-year in in the first quarter, with very sharply reduced positive contributions from net investment, net exports, and net household sector dis-savings, being only partly compensated for by an expanding public sector deficit. These calculations suggest that first quarter profits as a percentage of GDP sank to their lowest level since I started calculating them in 2005. Net investment accounted for a record 54% of profits, whilst household savings accounted for a record low of 16.7% of profits. So what happens in Eurozone investment spending will, therefore, have an immediate and dramatic impact on profits in the coming year. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening. And if you've got something out of it, please help spread the word about the bulletin. And if you'd like to know more about Coldwater Economics, please feel free to contact me, Michael Taylor, on mjtcoldwater at fastmail.com. Thank you.